Hi everyone, I'm Liam Sanyu from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Frauke Griva and Dr. Anna Boristrom, who are respectively the Senior Product Manager of Cell Culture Technologies and Senior Scientist in Liver Safety at Insphero. Recently, Froka and Anna joined us for a webinar where they presented the latest advancements in hepatic safety assessment using 3D liver spheroids. Let's jump right in. Okay, well, we can jump off with a great question here, and Anna, I think this one can be for you. How long does a hepatocyte lot last? Yes, that's actually a good question. And so as I mentioned, we are working with a multi-donor pool and that gives us a big pool of hepatocyte. And this lasts for a longer period of time. We usually say that this lot will last up between one to two years. When we change a lot, we are offering our customers to perform a bridging study. And uh, this is to give them then the, the feeling that once one lot to another is comparable with another. So they can choose then some reference compounds they would like to test in the two different lots. Um, and also, we also offer the validation report to the customers where we do different quality control steps. We check the SIP 450 uh, activity. We look at the size of the swearing. We also check for albumin secretions and, and other parameters. So this is all we provide to, to make sure that the client is feeling comfortable with the change of the lot. Fantastic. Great answer. All right, Froka, uh, one for you here. Somebody said you're producing the spheroids in the plates for service projects, but can you also buy them as a consumable product? Yes, you can. So we um, perform our studies in our plates, but we also sell them as a do, uh, for do-it-yourself customer. And you can purchase them over in Sphero or over our webshop. Fantastic. Great to hear. All right, Anna, one for you. Can the liver models be used for safety assessments for other modalities like biologics or oligonucleotides? Yes, we are testing biologics and oligonucleotides. However, we don't have any big or large uh, comparative study as the one I showed in the beginning of the webinar testing these modalities. I can say, though, that in regard of the ASOs, we are now in a collaborative study together with a few large pharmaceutical parties to evaluate the predictability of our liver models with ASOs. And additionally, we know also that the ASOs from previous experience, we've seen that they've been taken up by the liver spheroids, and we can also see that it is distributed within the core of the liver model. We believe that our model is, is very functional and able to predict ASOs. However, we are now evaluating this step. In regard of the biologics, we also here think that our model is suitable. We have an immunocompetent model. We have both the innate immune system in the liver spheroid, and we also have the possibility to add the adaptive immune system in, in form of the PBMCs. And with this fully immunocompetent model, we can also look at then, for example, cytokine release, and then which is used for the com communication between different cell types. I think that our model is competent to inform on liver safety or risk assessment of biologics also. Fantastic. All right, now moving for uh, one for Frauke. Are, are you deducting the outer wells of your assay to accommodate for edge effects? Yeah. So. I think the reason why this question is coming up is that uh, you only use a little volume in your well. So you have like seven, we, have, we use, for example, only 70 microliters medium per well. 
And if you perform two to three times medium exchange per week, you still can have a lot of evaporation in the outer world if you cannot guarantee like an incubator with a very high relative humidity or if uh, more people share incubators and open and close them the whole time. So what we internally actually use is we have like a kind of, it's called the Incubox. It's a small box which contains a, its own water, water bars. We place the plate inside the Incubox and then in the incubator and that protects basically the plates from humidities which are like going down in incubators that are often used and therefore we can decrease evaporation in the outer wells and therefore we use all our wells for for estays so all 96 wells actually fantastic all right great answer all right next one here so are the acura plates compatible with integra automated liquid uh, liquid handling machines they said it looks like you need to tilt the tip to assure no spheroid loss which isn't possible with the automated liquid handlers. Yeah, that's true. In the slide that I showed, I showed the use of um, multi-channel pipette tips, and there you have a slight angle when you go into the, the weld. But we use actually the Integra like hats, for example, 96 to 84 well hats for our plates as well. And there you go vertical inside the plate and you go a little to the edge so that you're not disturbing the spheroids. And we actually uh, published a, a app note with Integra. So this can be downloaded and there are protocols which we published. So the user can just download the protocols and use them inside their lab. Fantastic, great to hear. All right, next one. This one actually came from registration. Have you done any transporter functional studies besides uh, CDFDA uptake using this model? So we currently offer this a similar version to the CDFDA. We have the CLF. Essay, which I showed in my presentation. We don't have any standardized essay for other transporter functionality, but what I would like to say is that we are always interested in developing new essays. So if there's someone who has some idea of what they would like to look into, they should get in contact with us and then we can see what we can set up. Set up. Excellent. Another one from, oh no, okay. Yeah, so does the, the liver model contain any additional cells in addition to the primary hepatocytes and the Kupfer cells? Yes. So as I mentioned, we work mainly with a co-culture of hepatocytes and MPCs. What we use is a, a crude fraction of the MPCs. So it, it means that it's not only the Kupfer cells or the endothelial cells. However, we mention them more often because they have, are, are having an important role in many of the essays we are describing. But it is a crude fraction of MPC, so it contains other cells of the non-parochemal fraction. And we, for example, stained a spheroid, and we can see that we have over six positive cells, which are hepatic progenitor cells, and they, for example, becomes oval cells. We also have stellate cells, and we can find some cholangiocytes or T cells in this MPC fraction. Fantastic, great answer. Or another good one here. How is the batch-to-batch -batch variability in terms of sensitivity? So some lots of hepatocytes and NPCs, I'm guessing that's non-parenchymal cells, are mm -hmm. more sensitive than others. Do you have a, a cutoff or sensitivity normalization with uh, DILI positive controls? So the batch-to-batch -batch variability, we, as I mentioned, we do this validation controls and we check between different batches of different, uh, different lots, actually. We don't have any high variability between them. We always use the reference compounds in each essay, and we always include in, for example, the Diddley essay, we include the chloroplomacine as a positive control. 
And there we have a range uh, of the IC50, which we think is in the normal range. So we always check these between each study to see that we actually are reaching the, the quality and the consistency, which we, we want to have for our different batches. All right. All right, next one here. So this one goes back to uh, earlier in your presentation, Anna, when you're discussing uh, 2D versus 3D cultures. Did you use sandwich cultured hepatocytes? This is currently the, the 2D gold standard for 2D culture and can allow for improved function of BA transporters and uh, culture survival. No, so in this study from the 2017, it was monolayer hepatocyte 2D culture, which we compared with our 3D model. And actually, uh, you can find these in the handouts. We also uh, supplied you with the, the paper, so you can also read more about this study there. But we did not use the sandwich culture, no. Fantastic. Yeah, if you do want to access any of the handouts, they're in the interactivity panel, just a few over from the Q&A tab. So definitely check those out if you're interested. All right, next question here. Is it is it possible to generate spheroids inside the Acura 96 spheroid plate, or do you need to generate spheroids before? So that's actually for me. No, our plates, the uh, Acura 96 and 384 well plates are end-to-end -end solutions. So we can use them for the production of uh, spheroids until the endpoints. We use these plates because they're ULA coated and they have the special shape of the welds. We can very nicely use them for the production process and then throughout the whole experiment. Fantastic. Uh, another question about those plates. Uh, can the Acura plates be used also for organoid cultures as opposed to just for spheroids? They can be used for organoids. The only um, restriction is that the lower opening is only one millimeter in diameter. Therefore, if you have organoids which have a diameter form of more than 800 micrometer, we wouldn't recommend our plates for the use of these. Right. Yeah, Modular. that makes sense. Approximately how many cells are there in the average spheroid and what is approximately the range? It really depends on the model. So if we have like uh, oncology models which grow in time, we usually start with a lower cell number sometimes only like 500 cells per, per spheroid. And some of our other models, we would use more, maybe 2,000, 3,000 uh, cells per spheroid. It really depends also on the size, of course, because we don't want to get as high and we want, yeah, so that we can comfortably work with the, with the spheroid. Anna, maybe you want to comment on that? I think you gave a good answer. Perfect. Next question here. So how well characterized are phase one metabolism in your model? So for the phase one metabolism, we are looking at the CYP450 activity. So we don't only look at expression, we look at the activity of this enzyme. And this we do for each new lot. This is one of our quality control steps. We look at the activity and inducibility of a number of SIPs. So we add different inducers of the SIP and then we measure with mass spec. Perfect. All right. So you showed examples of assays and studies performed in Sphero, but is, is it also possible to buy the liver models to perform experiments in our own labs? Yes. So you can purchase our 3D inside models, like, for example, the uh, liver microtissue model to perform the studies in your own lab. For that, we actually ship the uh, microtissues live in our Acura 96 or 384 well plates to the customer. And we do that worldwide. And so basically, uh, when the customer are receiving plates within two to three days, depending a little bit on the location, of course, they only need to remove the sealing membrane, perform another medium exchange, and then they can start the experiment. 
Excellent, thanks. So how, how long does it take to get the plates delivered when they're ordered? Uh, what's shipping like? Do you ship worldwide? Yeah, actually we ship mostly to Europe and US, East and West Coast. And yeah, that takes approximately two to three days, depending, but also to Japan, for example. And we use our specially designed uh, system. It's like, it's called the Infloat. It's like a spherical uh, container where we place our plates and heating elements in there to stabilize the temperature throughout the transport. And the spherical container is basically uh, swimming on a water film so that we can really assure that the plates are always um, transported in an upright position. Because that's really important to make sure that when the customer receives the plates, that all of the micro tissues are still there. So sorry, I was just muted for a second. Uh, so that, there's another great question here. Uh, are the NPCs and PBMCs from a single donor or are they pooled? So we uh, currently we are working with only pooled hepatocytes and the NPCs and the PBMCs, they're a single donor. Excellent. Another from the good one. So neither ATP loss nor LDH release are cell type selective. So how do you know that these endpoints relate to hepatocellular injury? That's correct. Of course, it depends on what model you use. If you would use a hepatocyte monoculture model, you would only measure what's happening to the hepatocytes. Then the reaction would be hepatocyte specific. But we also offer, in, uh, in addition to LDH, we also offer ALT, and this is also a marker similar to LDH, but it's hepatocyte specific, or at least in our setting, considered to be hepatocyte specific because we don't have any other cells out, which also contain ALT within the body. So if you're interested in the effect on hepatocytes specifically, then we would recommend to work with ALT instead of LDH. All right, great answer. What type of models are you offering besides the liver DILI models? So in, it, in Sphero, we are having liver steroid models. We also have different liver disease models, such, such as the NASH model, or we can also produce deatosis or fibrosis model. We also have a group working with islets, so pancreatic islets for uh, diabetes research, and we offer different tumor models. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.